Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. You can find out more about my work as an intuitive and teacher at karenhager.com. And if you follow Fog City Psychic on Instagram, you get more Out of the Fog content and the continuing adventures of Maisie the Puppy, who is still so stinking cute. I don't think that's ever going to change. And I've also turned into sort of a huge jigsaw puzzle nerd. It wasn't the pandemic that made that happen. I think there must be some kind of strange spiritual slash addictive process happening in me, but gosh, there's puzzles everywhere right now. So you can also see what's on the puzzle board too. All of that and who knows what else there is if you follow Fog City Psychic on Instagram. Now then, do you think medical intuition is something that's reserved only for the special few? Wendy Coulter's my guest today. She believes that we have the natural ability to intuitively connect with our body's wisdom. She's here to help us understand how medical intuition can enhance healing and wellness and how we can learn about our own intuition and practice energetic hygiene techniques to help us avoid burnout and promote our own resiliency and healing. So are you ready to meet her? Wendy Coulter is a certified medical intuitive, master certified wellness coach, and the founder CEO of The Practical Path, Inc. Her accredited certification program, Medical Intuitive Training, has been pivotal in helping wellness professionals develop and optimize their inherent intuition. Wendy's trailblazing research on medical intuition is published in the peer-reviewed journal of alternative and complementary medicine, and she's the author of the groundbreaking book, Essentials of Medical Intuition, A Visionary Path to Wellness. You can find out more about Wendy and all her work at thepracticalpath.com. Wendy, welcome to Out of the Fog. Karen, thank you so much, and what a pleasure to be here again. I'm so glad to talk to you again. Let's, Let's start with the basics. What is medical intuition and how is that different from the other kinds of intuition? Well, medical intuition is a very specific skill set that is designed to intuitively assess the physical body and the physiology, as well as the energy field of the body, the biofield. And those two things together, um, and I'll I'll break it down a little bit for you as well, uh, give the intuitive and the client an understanding of what's going on in the physical body and how an illness might have manifested and potentially what can be done to help that. So it feels like that's like that's looking at all the connections between the mind, the body and and the spirit and the energetic body. Yeah, well said. It's exactly that. It is absolutely a mind, body, spirit, full spectrum look at, well, I, I use a visual sense, um, intuitive sense. We can talk about that too. So I look, I see uh, what's going on in the physiology, what's going on in the chakra system and the auric field and the life history. And what I'm getting is, and what I'm gathering is detail and information for the client to use. Uh, they can take that information back to their doctors. They can assimilate it themselves. They can do a lot with it. Uh, and it is quite detailed and very personal and specific to the person. <laughs> wow. And you have, so this is based in science. It's based in years of experience. You have a lot of case studies. Can you give us a quick example of how you as an intuitive would use medical intuition to help someone with an issue or understand what's going on? 
Yeah, well, the first thing to know about that is uh, that the premise of medical intuition is that the body holds information, it stores information that not only pertains to physical health and well-being or illness, but also, and the word I choose is imbalance, because that seems to be the best um, descriptor of what's going on, imbalance in energy. Uh, So the body holds physical information, but it also holds mental, emotional, and spiritual information. It holds life history information. And the research around this is pretty vast. Uh, not specifically about medical intuition, but that the body does this. We have information from um, research on ACEs, which is adult, excuse me, adverse childhood experiences, meaning, uh, you know, traumatic life events in early life that lead to later life health issues that don't necessarily logically correlate, but there is a correlation there. That's been studied for years. Uh, We also see this in the work of epigenetics, which is about trauma that is passed down through generations, generations back and generations forward. And that's been studied scientifically as well. They're seeing correlations there. And also, uh, not to get too nerdy about it, but (laughs) the field of psychoneuroimmunology, which is a phenomenal, fairly new field that studies the connection between our emotions and our nervous system and immune system. And all of this, I would say over the last maybe 15, 20 years or so at the most, really speaks to the mind-body connection, you know, how our minds affect our bodies, how our life story affects our bodies, um, and, and what can be done about it and how to work with it is really where medical intuition has shined. It's really been in that sector uh, for certainly centuries. Uh, but it's always interesting for medical intuitives when we read these new scientific reports, you know, we just sort of go, well, we've seen this now. <laughs> this is what we do. We use the word connections, Karen. That is the word. We see these connections and we've seen them forever. Is medical intuition, can medical intuition be used not just to uh, pinpoint the issues or to shine a light on the connections, but also to help shift the imbalance? Oh, yes, absolutely. That's the point of it. Um, We, you know, this isn't just information for clients to just stew with. This is information to help them make a shift in their energy. So medical intuitives work very many different ways. Uh, How I work, uh, I mentioned, is with the visual sense. Now, that is a word that is actually quite a loaded word. Uh, the word is clairvoyance, right? Clairvoyance, which means visual, meta-visual seeing. So seeing without the use of your mind, of your of your physical eyes. And it's kind of a mind's eye visualization technique. Uh, that is the technique I use because I want to see a number of things, Karen. I want to see what's going on physically in the in the physiology down to the cellular level. I want to see what's going on that could have led to this. So there's a lot of ways to look at that. One is how is the body speaking to itself? You know, what does it want? What is it asking for? And what is the life history that could have impacted or, 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 uh, you know, influence this. And then I have to ask, well, what's going to help heal it? What's going to help shift it? And that is, you know, that to me, that is a that what I said full spectrum I mean that it's like soup to nuts all right so we're going to walk through this whole process and at the end you're going to receive or even throughout 
uh, recommendations, not from my perspective, because I'm not a doctor, right? So I can't tell you what a doctor would see or what a doctor would recommend. What I can tell you is what the body is asking for, what the, what the spirit is asking for, what the energy is asking for. And that is a completely different set of recommendations uh, than you might get from you know any healthcare provider that has to look through their own specific lens. Medical intuition does not have a lens when it's done correctly. And so we're just going to query the body and the energy field and find out what it's asking for. By not having a lens, do you mean that medical intuition doesn't come with any preconceived notions? It shouldn't. Um, now, I'm, that's a pretty strong statement, uh, but this is my philosophy and how I teach and how I practice. That is in the medical world called bias, cognitive bias, meaning that you're only looking through your own training. And that makes every healthcare provider out there a specialist in what their training is. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you go to medical school, you go to acupuncture school, you go to all, you know, naturopathic school, you learn your skills, you go to energy healing school, you learn your skills. And when you have those skills, that's the lens by which everybody looks and treats and does whatever they do. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. But medical intuition is designed to be the absence of that. And if I put any kind of this equals that formula on my work, guess what? I'm going to miss things, yeah. right? So this is why, honestly, Karen, this is why medical intuition is so critically needed in healthcare. Um, and this is why we have, you know, decades and, and you know, incredible numbers on medical error, missed diagnosis, um, people not healing. Uh, you know, uh, these these numbers are outrageous. And if you look at the, uh, you know, the dollar cost, the health cost, the, the human cost and all of this, it, it's kind of it's kind of intense. I wrote about it in the book because I really wanted to bring this home. Uh, we have uh, medical error being the third leading cause of death after in the U.S. after heart disease and cancer. Uh, COVID did displace that number. It's now the fourth leading cause of death mm -hmm. after COVID. But the point is that for a medical intuitive, looking at this kind of data is, it, it seems so unnecessary in the extreme because we can see things with the connections that a medical um, science is still working on or hasn't gotten to yet, or doesn't make that connection because it doesn't seem, you know, logical in terms of, you know, the medical uh, scientific method. Um, so there you go. <laughs> It makes me wonder, so I'm a professional intuitive. I'm not a medical intuitive. I'm, I, and I teach intuitive development. And I always talk to my students about how anytime we are using our intuitive senses, we can be wrong. That connecting intuitively mm -hmm. doesn't mean there can be no error or no mistake mm -hmm. or no screwing Correct. it up or no getting it wrong. But it means that you're putting yourself in that field of greater possibility where there's so much more to be right about. And so it makes me want to ask I know you work with students from all walks of life and especially with people who are already healthcare professionals, wellness professionals. What do you tell your students about, in quotes, getting it wrong? Yes. What a great question. You know, nobody's ever asked me that, Karen. <laughs> hmm. um, so here's the deal. Um, I needed to know, and medical intuitives have 
a lot of case reports of their own. They have anecdotal stories. Some are jaw dropping and, you know, as are mine as well, you just like, wow, how'd that happen? But the, the accuracy rates have never been accurately tested. And this is something that we need to do. So uh, two, three years ago now, uh, in 2019, as I was looking at the research on medical intuition, of which there is some, kind of surprisingly, but most of it is inconclusive or very, very small studies. Um, and really, you know, uh, nothing has been done on a, on a broader scale, even though intuition has been studied. Intuition has been studied uh, in the nursing sector and in the physician sector. And in every case it's been studied, uh, the conclusions have always been, we need to study this more because it looks like it's really working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't know why it works or how it works, right? So in 2019, I said, okay, I know my students are, you know, nailing it. We, they, we, they turn in a lot of uh, case reports. They do a ton of practicum hours. And we know that we have high anecdotal success. So how are we going to test this? So um there's there's certain kinds of uh, research you can do. Uh, some is qualitative, some is quantitative. Of course, the science world always wants the quantitative. But just to get the ball rolling, I started with uh, an exploratory um, research study where we had five of my graduates and 67 people from the community. This was down in San Diego. And some of them were uh, patients at UCSD Medical. We didn't have access to their medical records, which is why it became more of a, a qualitative study. But what we did was we had them have a session. Every, everybody was blinded. We work in a blinded way, meaning uh, the medical intuitives have their eyes closed. We do not do an intake. Again, we never have access to medical records in this environment. And we uh, gave them sessions, individual sessions, and they filled out a survey. And then we tallied up all the answers. And what we came out with was 94% accuracy. The, the participants rated the medical intuitives as 94% accurate in location and evaluation of their primary health issue. Wow. Now, that number, by the way, pretty much exceeds any data that's been gathered about physician accuracy and in, in, you know, diagnostic accuracy. Now we're not mm. diagnosing. We're just saying, this is what I see. This is where I see it. This is what it looks like. This is what it's doing, that kind of thing. Um, and that we found that data be pretty amazing and wonderful. We also saw 98% accuracy in description of life history that uh, might have led to the physical health imbalance. I mentioned earlier, how our life, our life history influences our health. 98%. Wow. Uh, we also found, and there's a bunch of data, it's, a lot, it's all in the book, and a lot of it's on the website as well. The one uh, piece of data that really made all of our doctor friends perk their ears up <laughs> was uh, we uh, asked those participants who had a known medical diagnosis, and that was about half of them, uh, if the medical intuitive was consistent in their description with their known diagnosis. And again, we got 94% accurate as consistency mm -hmm. there. Now that, uh, and amongst other data, was enough for um, us to publish the research, all of that, uh, in the Journal of Alternative and Complementary Medicine. That is a peer-reviewed medical journal. And this was the first data, the first research done in over 20 years on medical intuition and certainly uh, with the highest uh, level of 
uh, recorded accuracy. So very proud of that. And also to say that 94% or 98% still is not 100%, right? And everybody needs to know that. Uh, and depending on how a medical intuitive is trained, how how they've gauged their own accuracy, uh, right now there's not, you know, there's not like a, there is a national organization, which by the way, I just formed, we can talk about that in a moment um, with some colleagues, but really there's no testing for medical intuitives other than, you know, within my school and within anybody else's programs where you can test your students, but there's no national, you know, there's no national format for that at this mm -hmm. point because it's such a, a relatively new skill uh, in terms of the public's awareness of it. I can hear in this your, hmm. I can hear in this your passion. And I know you've been at this a long time. I can hear in this your passion, not just to help people, but to prove that this helps people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Well, you know, it's so interesting because um, medical intuitives have been around for centuries and, you know, probably since the dawn of humans. <laughs> mm. um, and it is the whole idea of intuition is so stigmatized and it has been for centuries that, you know, here we are, consider this, here we are in 2022. Um, we are talking about intuit. I'm I'm speaking at healthcare conferences, okay? Yeah. <laughs> to rooms full of doctors and nurses and healthcare providers. My program is open to healthcare providers, and people are wanting to understand this non-physical, non-local experience that has a tested accuracy rate that can eclipse their own uh, in their own practice. What does that mean? That means that people are interested now. And because of mind-body medicine and the fact that over the last, I want to say, 30, 40 years, people have been, you know, really flocking to um, acupuncture, to meditation, to yoga, to healing methods, energy healing, they're bringing this into their doctor's office and saying, hey, you know, I had five acupuncture sessions and this thing is gone and you treated me for two years and it wasn't gone. <laughs> you know, hmm. like, What does that mean? That means that the scientific world and the medical world is really starting to look at that. We see this, Karen, in the terms integrative health or integrative medicine and functional medicine. Mm -hmm. And these are basically the same idea that Western conventional medicine needs to widen its scope and learn about and embrace and bring in integrative health providers. Medical intuition is among those. Hmm. So so um, I will say, and I know I'm talking a lot here, but you probably have more questions for it me. It would be a terrible interview if you didn't talk a lot. If you just <laughs> only said a couple words, it would be the worst interview ever. <laughs> I hear you. So, um, the idea here is that we want medical intuitives to be integrated into healthcare. We want to be part of the healthcare team. We want doctors to accept and understand this. Uh, and to that end, um, the research that we did and was published in 2020, uh, I'm in the process now of working with a wonderful, uh, very respected research organization to create a study where we work directly with doctors and patients uh, with the medical intuitive. And that is going to help us understand uh, the doctor's perspective in how this can be integrated. And that's our goal. Mm. 
You're listening to Out of the Fog, and I'm talking with Wendy Coulter. Her new book is Essentials of Medical Intuition, A Visionary Path to Wellness. And you can find out more about Wendy and her work at thepracticalpath.com. I want to pivot here because we've been talking about ways that intuition and uh, medicine can work together, the ways that that science and what we may not yet accept as science can work together, how there can be hidden connections. I'd love to pivot to how we as spiritual beings in physical bodies have access to some of that same information, those connections. And yeah. I'm wondering if you can talk a bit, there's the, the whole darn book is practical. There's a wonderful chapter in the book about intuition for self-care. And I wonder if you can help the listeners start to know how they could begin to make connection with their own medical intuitive ability, the own, the truths that their body is holding for them. Yeah. You know, I, I wrote that in the book. I have a workshop that is open to the public called medical intuition for healing and my sense. And there's, there's audios on the website about this. My belief is that everybody needs needs. Everybody has, should have the opportunity <laughs> to connect with their own physical body's wisdom and their own intuitive guidance on this subject. And the more we can do that, the more we can stop feeling like um, our bodies are separate from ourselves, right? Wow. We're so connected. And that everyone talks about mind-body, but what the heck does that mean, right? <laughs> does that mean you, you know, you you make sure you rest when you're tired? Well, of course it does. But what does it also mean? Does it mean that our minds can actually have a conversation with our bodies? That's what I do as a medical intuitive. That's what I teach. It's a conversation between my uh, higher senses and my mind and your physical body and what your body has. So our bodies, the premise here is that our bodies have their own consciousness, their own awareness. And if you've read Bruce Lipton's work or the work of others, you know, the whole idea that every cell has its own consciousness and is aware is really powerful. So what if you could have a discussion with your left toe or your, your liver or your esophagus, or your <laughs> lymphatic system. Well, you can, right? You can. And what that consists of is um, mind-body skills, visualization skills, relaxation skills, and intuition skills. So I like to have people start with grounding. Grounding is something we've all heard, many people have heard. And if you've ever taken a yoga class, I'll probably talk to you about it. But it means making a connection between your physical body and the earth. That's all it means. And you can do that in any way you choose. Uh, you can imagine it in any way you choose. I also teach energetic shielding because intuitive people are usually highly sensitive people. And very often they feel overwhelmed by their intuitive senses. So that's another piece of the education, how to, how to cultivate your intuitive senses, but also how to not feel overwhelmed by them. And uh, finally, I teach, uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of other things, but the, what we're talking about here is how do I, from that place of quiet calmness, when I've worked with my energy, I've grounded, I've shielded, I'm sitting in quiet contemplation, how do I open the door? between my conscious mind and what my body is asking for. 
And in the book, there's a number of exercises. One is a body scan where we just kind of gently say hello to all the different parts of our body. And the other is this intuitive conversation where we imagine we can speak to and listen to whatever part of your body, whatever issue you have, and just be present for the answer. And that's intuitive presence. And Karen, as a teacher, and as an intuitive, you, you understand this. It's something to be cultivated. And right. it is one of the keys, at least the way I see it, to beginning to to begin to address those imbalances. Yes, because when I can show up for my big toe, even if I'm worried that maybe something's wrong with my big toe or my big toe is about to fall off, if I can show up in love and listening and openness to my big toe, now, now we can start to work on that imbalance. And intuitive presence, instead of being scary, which I think some people think it's going to be scary. Like talking to the medical intuitive, that's going to be scary because I'm going to find out something scary is wrong with my big toe. I didn't even know. And all of a sudden my big toe is going to fall off. Instead of being scary, intuitive presence lets you feel into disconnections or imbalances or wonderful things with a kind of support and, and love that's there. Yeah. Beautifully said, you know, uh, intuitive presence is such a powerful phrase <laughs> and learning that is the it's really the the it's where you start you start to begin by trusting your intuition that little that still small voice that little voice that just tells you things and you know you think it's your own mind but maybe it's not <laughs> yeah. um, and you know it to some degree it's all of the above but it is information wanting to assist it, you know, you know this, Karen, and, and for your listeners, intuitive information is it, it it when you when you learn how to really work that in your life, how to trust it, it's everything. It makes all the difference in life um, because our minds, you know, our minds generally will fall into fear or like you just said, you know, my toe's going to fall off. <laughs> That's a fearful spot. Now, when our bodies are in pain or discomfort. It also is in a place of fear. Yes. So that's why we want to have our minds work with our minds to calm that to, you know, that's what meditation is all about, calming the inner chatter, calming the, the fearful chatter and all that stuff, the distracting stuff, and get to a place where we can really be present uh, for our bodies, for somebody else's energy. It takes cultivation. As a teacher, you know this. It, it's There's a learning curve there, Right. Well, there's delightful practice. There's and that, yes. Right? There's the, <laughs> there's the opportunity to take, to go from that place of, I wonder, or maybe to go from that to, I'm going to try this. I wonder what's going to happen next. Hey, I'm mm -hmm. trying this. This is what I received. Hey, I received this. Now, how do I want to discern? What do I want to do with this. When, mm -hmm. when you're working with people, especially people who are in the medical intuition for healing workshop, how do you guide people to start to discern about information they receive when they're scanning themselves? Well, that is in the curriculum and it's also uh, in the book. Um, it takes practice and it takes putting, listen, I'm big on educational environments. I'm a teacher, obviously, as well. And in an educational environment, it's kind of a, a, 
a rarefied, you know, not your daily life thing. So you have the opportunity to practice and you have the opportunity to try things and see what happens. And it's such a, a fun workshop. Um, as, as you know, you just said the joy of, of being curious and trying things and seeing what happens. Um, you know, it, it does take practice. That's why the audios are on the website. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, for people just to try to play with this a little bit. And I always use the word play. Just play with it. See what happens. Mm-hmm. For listeners who want to play um, in the field of good stuff that you're putting out there, where can they find you? How can they find out more about what you offer? Uh, thepracticalpath.com is the website. And on the website, you'll find a ton of information about all of the programs and workshops and the book. <laughs> and uh also the guided meditations are up there. So I encourage people to go and, you know, take a look at the website. I also do um, private sessions and so do the graduates of my program. So there's a lot of data and information there for people to, to take a look at. As I know, we're just coming up to the end of our time. What do you feel like you most want people listening to know about their own natural intuition? Well, this is what I say. Intuition is hardwired into all humans. We all have it, even if we don't feel, pardon me, even if we don't feel connected to it, or if we feel it's something outside of ourselves, it's really important to remember that we have this inherent connection because intuition is not something outside of who we are. So the question for everybody is, Do you want to develop it for yourself? And if you do, there are many ways to do that. (laughs) And to develop that connection between your mind and your body, I can offer in the workshop, in the book, and other other, uh, opportunities as well. And I encourage everybody to do that. Uh, You know, we all know, we all have that inner sense, (laughs) that inner sense of knowing. And uh, it just takes a little bit of practice to, to expand it and have it work for you. Wendy, thank you so much for talking with me. Oh, Karen, what a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. That is Wendy Coulter. Her new book is Essentials of Medical Intuition, A Visionary Path to Wellness. And you can find out more about Wendy, her work. You can access those guided meditations. You can look into sessions. There's all kinds of goodness there for you at thepracticalpath.com. Don't forget the the, it's thepracticalpath.com. And of course, you're always welcome over at karenhager.com. That's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events. You can even book a private session with me there if you are so inclined. You can take 20% off the session fee when you use the coupon code podcast in the scheduler if you're booking a private session. How does that work? Coupon code? What? Just choose a session of any length at a convenient date and time. You go to karenhager.com, click the book a reading button, choose your session, choose your date and time, type in your email address, and look, there's a mysterious green box that says have a coupon code. All you do is type in podcast and 20% off is reflected at checkout. And don't forget, um, follow Fog City Psychic on Instagram.com. Who knows what I'm going to put up there next? I don't know what I'm going to put up there next, but that's Fog City Psychic on Instagram. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.